Hey friends, cool face, talking my shit, episode eight, suspension of disbelief. It is October 14th. I am definitely getting my genre on all month long into the holidays, most definitely. Horror movies are very well very, very relevant in my life, particularly. So I enjoy the month of October. It allows me to get my fetish for slasher movies out of my system. Seeing men and women constantly in pain on my television room as I sit back and relax. Drink a beer. Vibe out to some nice classic horror I think Hollywood has always had a thirst for blood ever since universal classic horror movies everybody loves Frankenstein Dracula the old mummy movies I've seen them, but I always go back to Brendan Fraser's Mummy movie. A little spooky, not too bloody, not too creepy. You could definitely watch it with your kiddos. I watched the first one at the beginning of the month, and it definitely gave me those creepy vibes when Imhotep is there absorbing everybody for his own skin. Brendan Fraser is amazing in it. He was a fucking action star back then. I don't know what happened to Brendan Fraser. I know he is in Doom Patrol on HBO. That's neither here nor there. But yes, I like all the genre I could get my hands on. That fluffy cotton candy, rainbows and unicorn, Halloween towel, Disney Plus product, Hocus Pocus. I'm into all that shit. Nightmare Before Christmas, always. Tim Burton. Any Tim Burton movie is good for the holidays. Tim Burton in in his self has that spooky genre. Very morbid. Dark tones all over the place in all of his movies. But I am definitely into that bloody gory gritty nasty sometimes perverted horror hostile makes me cringe i recently saw the second hostile movie and that shit was fucked up it was a different director than the first movie the first movie was actually produced by quentin tarantino I recently learned that when I watched the first movie. And I don't know who directed the first movie, but the second movie was directed by the same person that did Green Inferno. I need to know this fucking director. But yes, Hostel 2 definitely had me 
puckering up my butthole in pain and agony. And it was especially sad because Hostel 2 follows a group of young women as the first one followed a group of three young men. This kind of is the other side of the coin. And I don't know if it's because I'm a male, but watching females in agony on screen is way, way more unsettling for me than watching a male on agony in some sort of pain. Unless the male's genitals are getting cut off, I know that's horrible, but that is some fucking horrific shit. That's the scariest thing I could think of in body mutilation. So, yeah, it was definitely crazy. Hostile Part 2. It went into the other side of the characters. It kind of gave you some perspective of a person paying money because they're so bored with their white-collared life. In America, they pay thousands of dollars and they bid on human life to torture them, kill them, do whatever they want with them. They get a room. They get all the amenities that a five-star hotel would give you at Las Vegas. These guys are doing drugs, fucking all these women, and they're waiting for their body that they put a bid on to get captured and delivered to their room. And those are the girls that we follow. Very bloody, very gritty, very post-2000s horror. After Final Destination and Saw came out, everything was off the walls fucking perverted and honestly that is why i'm so fucked in the head today that is why i have this fetish with horror movies because i remember going to the movies with my friends and we would you know we'd fucking buy a movie for you know whatever was out whatever comedy whatever pg-13 comedy was out at that time we would buy a ticket for that and then we would go into, you know, Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon, directed by James Wong. And if you've seen that movie, it is bloody, gritty. Oh, man. He, Kevin Bacon is a complete hard ass. Spoilers. It shows Kevin Bacon has the perfect life. He has a perfect son and an awkward son and the perfect wife and the son is getting ready to go to college on a hockey scholarship this and that happens and they're running out of gas coming home from a game on an awkward side of town and a game comes and shoots his son to fuck and Kevin Bacon sees that and he goes crazy and he actually goes to find these gang members and 
he gets some revenge on one of them, but there's three left. And then those people come and get revenge on him. And chaos comes. Blood, guts, lots of guns. And I remember that movie coming out around October. And we snuck into that fucking movie. And I remember thinking, this movie's so fucking bloody. Everybody's dying. And I was about 13 watching that shit like if it was Bugs Bunny on the big screen. Eating that shit up. Same thing with Rob Zombie's Halloween. When that movie came out, I remember I was like fucking uh, 12, like around the same, you know, 12, 13. And we tried to sneak into this movie because we couldn't get tickets. We were, we were there at the movie theaters. We had to have watched a movie before that, me and my friend. And we tried to sneak into this theater. And I remember there was this guy, the doorman. He caught us and, you know, threw us outside, this and that. Got after us. And we stayed around. We fucking stayed around. And we were looking for someone to buy us a ticket. Someone to let us in. You know, lie to the movie people. Tell them you're my uncle type shit. And someone came. Uh, one of our friends came and. You know, they brought us a ticket and we fucking got into that movie and we saw it when we were young. I remember that shit was off the chain. The remake of Michael Myers, it was so fucking gritty. I, I'm, I'm using the word gritty, but it was trashy, grimy. Oh, fuck. That first Halloween movie is dope. It was very experimental. Michael Myers was a boss. And... That is why I'm obsessed with horror. I've been watching Scream, Neb Campbell, Total Babe, Scream. Ugh, fuck. It's so meta. If you haven't seen Scream, you need to watch Scream. It is a October tradition for me. I usually watch them all. One, two, three, and four. And I recently read news that they're casting for five. So five is going into pre-production. They're casting for five, you know. We need new people so the body count can ensue. But Nev Campbell, amazing. Hard-ass, tough woman. I remember Scream 2. The first time we see Neb Campbell in Scream 2, she is definitely secluded. She's out in the country, away from the city. And it shows that she has a security gate around her house. She has a dog. She's checking her corners cautiously. Because in the movie, it's like a year after, maybe two years after the first film when they were in high school. And she's ready. And someone calls her. And they're, you know, they're, what's your favorite scary movie, Sydney? And she fucking says, hey, nice try, Gavin. And then he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, yeah, call her ID, asshole. And she hangs up on him. And 
that to me was so fucking cute, so lovable, so real, and I'll, I'll always love the Scream franchise, Wes Craven, for giving us a beautiful female that fought back, that was a hard ass. Sydney Prescott, she didn't have time to be stalked. She was like, ah, show your face, you fucking coward. And then Ghostface would pop out and she would fight back and be running. Oh, I'm about to fucking watch Scream 2 after I do this. That's how good I feel these movies are. And Wes Craven is so meta. The way in the first movie, Randy is talking about the formula, the horror movie formula. And at the end of the movie, the third act, they're watching Halloween on the TV screen as Ghostface is roaming around the house, taking off one by one of the cast. So fucking meta. Wes Craven, very meta. Speaking of him being meta, A New Nightmare? I know you've seen Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. It was like Nightmare on Elm Street 6 or 7. It was probably 6. Very meta. It was Freddy Krueger breaking the fourth wall and coming into the real world. And the reason why I say he broke the fourth wall, Wes Craven in his writing, is he had the actress that played the girl from the first Nightmare on Elm Street come back to this new movie and she's actually playing herself. This actress is playing herself in the movie and the movie is talking about her portraying that role of Freddy Krueger's, you know, love interest. Because let's be real, Freddy Krueger was a fucking pervert. Fucking Jeffrey Epstein, Donald Trump, child molesting motherfucker. And he was in love with these children in the older movies. So it was fucking meta. Oh, if you haven't seen A New Nightmare and you've seen bits and pieces of Freddy Krueger movies, you could definitely skip all the fucking, you know, Freddy's Dead and uh, fucking Dream Child and Dream Warriors and all that shit. You could skip all that. I'm not saying those are bad movies. I'm just saying Wes Craven's A New Nightmare is a far superior movie to its predecessors. Oh... I could go off talking about genre forever. But yes, it's Halloween. It's October. Let's stay inside. Fucking, you don't have to wear a mask to chill out, vibe out, put on a nice horror movie and thank whatever God or whoever you think that you're alive. You know, if you're... If you thank the universe, thank the universe. If you thank God, thank God. If you thank white Jesus Christ, thank white Jesus Christ that you're alive while you're watching, um, you know, Laurie Strode getting 
stalked by a fucking creepy guy in a William Shatner mask. By the way, did y'all know we were supposed to fucking get Halloween kills this October, but they pushed that shit back to 2021? I believe we were supposed to get it this October, but I haven't heard anything about it because of COVID. Speaking of COVID, there is reports the owners of Regal Cinemas will suspend operations at all of its theaters in the United States the United Kingdom beginning it already began it was they started this on the 8th Thursday the 8th I believe the report I read was from October Monday the 5th the closure will affect over 45,000 employees this news came after the beginning of October when No Time to Die was delayed until spring 2021. The movie theaters were really counting on a steady stream of blockbusters to bring in the revenue. They were counting on 007 opening up. At the beginning of November, and then they were counting on um, that to carry them into December. And then Soul, a Disney Pixar movie, was going to come out, I believe, in the middle of November, early December. And that was going to do big business. There is good Oscar consideration buzz going around that Pixar movie. Pixar can do no wrong, you know. <sighs> There's definitely been things in the corporate setting of Pixar that make people talk ugly about, you know, sexual harassment and all that, but their movies are definitely something to watch. I don't think I've missed a Pixar movie. Fucking Coco was amazing. Some Mexican representation from Disney. It's about time. The only Mexican representation they had before Coco was when Mr. Potato Head became a tortilla in Toy Story 3? Or was it 4? No, it was 3. Yeah, And Buzz Lightyear went bilingual. They had a lot of fucking Mexican vibes in Toy Story 3. But Soul is voiced by Jamie Foxx. So I'm excited. I love Jamie Foxx. Everything in Jamie Foxx is in. Ugh. I could go off on Jamie Foxx right now, but I'm not. I'm going to stick to the script. But they are closing down the theaters. Not indefinitely. I have read reports saying that they might open certain regals Thursday through Saturday for special showings, you know, only in the evening for those couples that want to go and see fucking Wizard of Oz or, you know, Hocus Pocus in the theater. 
But yeah, this is Hollywood changing before our very eyes. So the theaters told Hollywood we need a steady stream of blockbusters to motivate the moviegoers to come back. And Hollywood got scared. I don't blame MGM because that's all they have. 007, that's all they fucking have. But Disney could do a VOD theater same day. And I believe they pushed back Murder on the Nile, which was supposed to come out at the end of October. Murder on the Nile is the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express that we got about two years ago. And I'm looking forward to this Murder on the Nile. It's going to be a hard sequel. And Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, I'm sorry, our Wonder Woman. More on Gal later. More on Wonder Woman 85 later. She's going to be the protagonist in this one. So I'm excited to see her in something else other than a Fast and the Furious movie or Wonder Woman. I fucking love her as Wonder Woman, though. She is Wonder Woman. She is Diana Prince. And the movie theaters just cannot sustain themselves going about this half-ass. I'm sure there's certain movie theaters that are empty for the whole 16 hours that it's open. And I'm sure others have little squirts where there's two, three, maybe four couples coming in at certain times for certain showings. I had a buddy that saw Tenant. I have not seen Tenant yet. I'm a fucking pussy. And for some reason, I can't go to the theater. I can't bring myself to go to the theater. I don't know what it's about. It's not like I'm in quarantine. I listen to all these fucking YouTubers. Day 185 in quarantine. And I'm thinking, fuck you. I'm a blue-collared worker. I'm a central worker, if you want to call me that. That's what the government called me. (laughs) But I don't get paid like a central worker. That's for damn sure. But I digress. I just can't bring myself to go into a theater. So I'm part of the problem, I suppose. But we're going to see movie theaters come back, most definitely, in the next two years. I think we're going to be dealing with COVID for a long time. If you think about it, it's already going to be 2021 and America the United States of America first started hearing the news on COVID-19 late December, early January. So if you think about it, we're about to come up on a year really quick. So I could see COVID lasting for the next two to three years, maybe, you know, I don't know. It's fucking crazy it's the end of the world everybody is 
slowly going crazy. The political atmosphere is so toxic. We have a global pandemic and certain demographic of people is complaining about wearing a mask. In America, they're saying it's taken away their civil rights. It's against the Constitution. Blah, 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 blah. We're all sheep. The government's controlling us. Blah, fucking blah. All I want to do is see the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. That's all I really fucking want to do. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Speaking of Robert Pattinson and the new Batman movie... I was looking at the set photos. I wish this was a video so I could fucking show some set photos on the side of my screen, on the side of my big head. But it was Robert Pattinson in a very somber pose as they're filming the Batman in Liverpool, London. They were in front of St. George's Hall. It's a church, I believe. And they're filming a funeral scene. And the whole cast is there. Zoe Kravitz, Robert Pattinson, um, a few other people, familiar faces from other blockbusters that I cannot name right now. But definitely uh, Penguin was there in these photos and they had shut down the Batman twice already they started filming right in June when the pandemic was getting heavy and I think they shut it down back then and then it came back I believe September it came back and they started filming for a couple days and they got into a week of filming and Robert Pattinson became ill with coronavirus. And despite all that, they're back on set and these pictures are very weird because it shows all the actors in their costumes they're all camera ready they all have you know their makeup on all their attire but they're wearing face masks so it just looks funny man and it even shows the extras with you know their props there's a protest scene and they're holding all the protest signs and it's definitely themed for the movie it's definitely has a the no more lies or what is a liar definitely some riddler fucking theming on the protest signs but they're all wearing face masks they're all wearing the you know m9 masks all of them and it's just so eerie it'd be crazy if they incorporate in the movie and they're like fucking riddler put out a toxin and everybody has to wear a face mask because it is an airborne virus that gets transferred through the lungs you know they're gonna start doing this in uh, movies and shows they're 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 fucking definitely gonna start incorporating face masks if this continues and it is gonna continue for 
years to come, I want to say, and that's not me being pessimistic about COVID-19. That's me being realistic. But that's neither here nor there. And apparently, the fine folks in Liverpool, London, are outraged because the Batman has continued shooting despite fierce backlash from the locals as the city becomes the first UK location to reach the highest tier of COVID lockdowns, which means the pubs, the restaurants, they're all closed. People are being told to stay in their houses, only go out for essential items. They're being told to not mix houses, stay in their own bubbles. And Matt Reeves and Wonder Brothers are like, fuck it. We're going to wear face masks. We need to shoot this movie. We got people to pay. We got things to do. And honestly, my hat is off to them. I fucking... I can't even imagine uh, what it's like being on location, being away from your loved ones and having to deal with all this extra shit. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that we are all the same. No matter what point of life you're in, what tier of class you are, if you're a blue-collar worker, if you're fucking poor, if you are at home disabled on welfare checks, if you're the richest motherfucker in the world, if you're Jeff Bezos, if you're Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you're fucking Donald racist white supremacist Trump, anybody and everybody is affected by COVID-19. It's crazy how similar we all are. But, you know, I hope they stay safe in Liverpool, you know? They're fucking... The UK was supposed to be doing good with COVID, but it's, it's very telling that Liverpool is the first location in UK to reach the highest coronavirus lockdown tier. And I haven't done my in-depth research on this, This is a report from CNN, I believe. Yeah. It is actually a report from Daily Mail. Eh. Hopefully they're fucking pretty fucking accurate. I'm just saying shit. Well, it says it on the BBC as well. Filming of the Batman goes ahead in Liverpool as the lockdown commences. This report is from October 13th yesterday. While Liverpool faces the strictest lockdown in England, it hasn't stopped filming of the Wonder Brothers production, The Batman. 
Robert Pattinson and Colin Farrell were spotted outside St. George's Hall on Tuesday filming for the new Batman movie. The Batman is due for release in 2022 with spots in the city being used to direct Matt Reeves to represent Gotham. So they're using the cityscape of Liverpool to represent Gotham. That fucking excites me. It's not going to be New York or fucking Chicago or Detroit. We're actually not going to recognize any of the monuments. So that's, that's, that's cool. Filming originally started in January, but was delayed due to the pandemic. That was when they originally started in January. And then they started again and then stopped again. Fucking crazy, man. And then I got some other DC news. Let me go into Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot has reportedly earned a cold, hard $10 million for Wonder Woman 1984, which is 33.33 times more than she earned for Wonder Woman, the movie that came out in 2014 i believe came out a long time ago when did that shit come out god damn it came out a long time ago i think it came out in 2016 it's gonna be four years fuck it's gonna be four years it took us four years to get a sequel to wonder woman imagine that it's great go gal good dots she's beautiful amazing She's a wonderful actress, and she seems sincere. You know, I follow her on Instagram. She definitely seems like she runs her own Instagram. It's very personable. You know, it's not like The Rock. Every time I hear The Rock on his Instagram, it's like, oh, you practice this. Oh, fuck. Like, someone wrote you a script. Like, this is too good. Even though you have so much fucking charisma, The Rock. Gal Gadot is kind of awkward, you know, she stutters, she is has a little bit of broken English going on, which is very attractive to me, she has her accent, oh, she's amazing, I love that they have a foreign woman playing Wonder Woman, it's, it's amazing that it isn't a white woman, <laughs> not to be harsh or anything, but yes, she is making the big bucks, as they say. And, and George Miller is the director of the Mad Max movies. Now, the older movies with Mel Gibson are good. They're okay. I understand that they're classics. But Mad Max Fury Road, that came out a couple years ago, with Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron was fucking amazing. It was so visual and visceral, visceral. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it, it allowed you to go on this ride, this adrenaline heavy car, sand in your face, exhaust fumes, it was like Fast and the Furious in a wasteland on crack. 
and Tom Hardy was amazing. And Charlize Theron was so hot as a bald-headed woman. I just want to throw that out there. I know it's a little weird. But they announced that George Miller was getting ready to cast. And we got Anna Taylor-Joy has been casted in the lead role for Mad Max Furiosa. Furiosa? Furiosa. My tongue cannot get that. Chris Hemsworth and Yahya Abdul Abtin II has also been cast in the film. Chris Hemsworth, he was really, really amazing in Extraction. If you haven't seen Extraction, you need to fucking see Extraction. It's on Netflix. It is amazing. It is John Wick if he was a Special Forces marine it it was good and i was honestly gonna say something bad about chris hemsworth but seeing him in that movie makes me have hope for him in anything and everything that doesn't involve thor because he's wonderful as thor he is the best he is everything in avengers endgame I know that movie is about Captain America and Tony Stark, you know, but Thor, Fat Thor, Big Lebowski Thor is my favorite fucking version of Thor. Oh, I loved it. And Chris Hemsworth is so enjoyable as that character. I want to see him succeed. You know, I want him to be rich as fuck. I mean, I want to be rich as fuck myself, but I'm just not as funny as Chris Hemsworth and I'm not as beautiful, so... He's going to get all the money. And Anna Taylor-Joy was wonderful in New Mutants. She was definitely the attractive, angsty, bitchy alpha male in that movie. And she was pretty badass. She was the movie, honestly. And that is one of the few good things I could say about New Mutants, even though I really enjoyed it. And that is probably everything that wraps up this week. I've seen so much. I want to talk about Lovecraft Country. If you're not watching Lovecraft Country, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I just want to ask you. I know you're fucking bored. I know you're at home on your phone. I know you're watching some bullshit office episode or or fucking Parks and Rec. I, I know you. I know you're out there watching, you know, South Park. Why aren't you watching the Lovecraft Country? It is fucking phenomenal television. It is so good and so deep. I can't even articulate how deep it is. I, I, I can't I can't describe to you. It won't give me It won't give it justice. I want to, though. I, I want to get in-depth in Lovecraft Country. It is so much more than just a black supernatural show. And I've been told that that's what it looks like. Oh, it looks like a black supernatural show. Fuck you. You're wrong. You're looking at 
the, it at face value. And HBO, I just want to say HBO, thank you for spreading knowledge to us uneducated people about American history. Lovecraft Country and Watchmen. The Watchmen was amazing as well. Also on HBO. They are fucking spreading knowledge at HBO. They are spreading images of Guy Butt. They're spreading images of more Guy Butt. And there's a lot of Guy Dick on their shows too. But uh, they are definitely spreading knowledge. And also, the show on HBO, We Are Who We Are, fucking amazing. If I haven't talked about that show, I'm sorry. You need to be watching We Are Who We Are. If you like drama, I know you do. Everybody's a petty fucking drama full person. I love drama. If you like character, if you like human interaction you will fucking love this show it's amazing we are who we are it has kid cuddy playing a military trump supporter which is odd to say the least and it is a coming of age story that follows a unorthodox young man they're teenagers. They're probably like 16, 15, 16, finding themselves. You know how it was when you were 15, 16. Your sexuality, your friendship, your communication skills, your emotions were all flaring up and boiling over. And sometimes spilling into other people's lives. And you felt so alone. And maybe some of you found your friend where you were able to share a moment with each other where you didn't feel so alone when you were by their side. That's what this fucking movie's about. Or show, I should say. This fucking show is about human interaction about love, sex, lust, greed, adultery, religion, political beliefs. It's so fucking human. That's how I I can't describe it any more than human. So that angsty odd little boy that may or may not have feelings for men may or may not have feelings for women, meets a beautiful black young woman and they're both loners, confused, and they find each other and they find company within one another and both of them are a little bit less lonely when they are together. It's beautiful. I need to go in-depth on this show when it's over. I think um, me and my girl were on episode five. And HBO usually goes to nine or ten episodes. So 
definitely something to look forward to in the next coming weeks. And that's about it. October the 14th. It's all good. Just vibe out. 2020, be you, be true. Drink some fucking water. Take care of yourself. Eat your veggies. Go outside, get some fucking sun. I love you. Spreading love is an aphrodisiac. If no one told you that, I'm telling you right now, it's easier to spread love than it is to hate. I love y'all. Hit me up on Instagram, coolface70. DM me. Let's talk about movies. Let's talk about horror movies. Tell me your favorite movie. I want to talk about it. All right, guys. Cool face out. Y'all have a good one.